That was terrible. Sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> really, really good stuff. Really, really. Hey, what's up? This is Justice Hill running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And you're listening to the Two on One A Fantasy Football Podcast. So stash me now, as I won't be alone for much longer. So hey, go ahead and get me. Bad boy, good boy, good. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Two on One, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. Alongside me, as always, the commish, Tommy Mo, and everyone's best friend, Dominic Rickard, who's joining us from the road this week on the pod. Time has finally arrived, the start of the 100th season of the NFL, that wonderful time of year when everyone's undefeated and everybody's hopes and dreams are still alive. The Two on One crew is here to guide you to the promised land. We got a great show lined up for you this week. With the start of the season, we'll have our studs and duds for week one. We'll also have our favorite waiver wire pickups. That's a thing. Waiver wire pickups week one. Very important. And we're just going to be dropping free nuggets on you guys all throughout the podcast. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into NFL quick hits. NFL quick hits. How could we not start with Zeke Elliott? He finally reached an agreement Wednesday with the Cowboys, ending his holdout four days before the season opener against the Giants. He got a six-year contract extension worth $90 million that runs throughout the 2026 season. Uh, Elliot already had two years left on his remaining contract, so he's now due to make $102.9 million over the next eight season, and that deal includes $50 million guaranteed. Beers on Zeke this week. On the other end of the spectrum, Melvin Gordon is still holding out, and unless something changes drastically in the next 24 hours, he will not be playing week one. So Melvin Gordon owners, I feel for you because I'm in the same situation. Going to have to find a backup for him. Staying with the running back position, there was a ton of buzz coming out of 49ers camp this week with the releasing of the team's depth chart. Uh, If you didn't already hear, Jarek McKinnon was put on the IR, which we did call last week on the pod if you listen. And with a surprising move, Matt Breda Breda is on top of that depth chart ahead of Tevin Coleman, the free agency uh, acquisition. Uh, this offseason. So Breda has a super juicy matchup with the Buccaneers, but I also feel like there's going to be more of a 50-50 split, but interesting news. On the injury front, uh, Stefan Diggs is, did not practice today uh, with what the team is calling a hamstring injury. So Dig owners should monitor the situation very closely and make sure you're following us on Twitter at 2on1FFB Podcast, and we'll make sure to get you guys that information as soon as it breaks. Um, Cat Newton's, Cam Newton's foot injury uh, he's having a great week, according to Ron Rivera, and he's expected to be 100% for the Panthers matchup against the Rams. And lastly, the commission's favorite player, Amari Cooper, was a full participant today uh, for the Cowboys practice. So all signs are pointing that he will be starting for week one. Tommy, what do you have for us this week? Still going to disappear. I don't care if he's starting week one. <laughs> uh, but for my quick hits, I just want to say, like, thank God football is back. It has been such a long offseason, especially those that play dynasty football because it pretty much never ends. And and after a summer of speculation, arguing, debating, hot taking, and just going on full offseason tilt, it's time to finally play ball. And I'm so excited to see what the season has in store for us as it's already been a crazy offseason, like Steve already mentioned, this week and last week. So So here we are on the cusp of the 2019 season. And right now, all we have to go on are last year's stats 
and preseason notes. So I'll caution fantasy players to remember this is a new season and lots of things can change, but especially to remember to look at how defensive personnel and coaching situations have changed as early in the season. Those will make a huge difference in fantasy success. What do you got, Dom? Yeah, um, I'm going to wrap it back up to uh, what Steve was talking about and uh, talk about another contract extension. This one went a little bit under the radar with Zeke's uh, noise. Uh, Jared Groff got a four-year contract extension, $134 million, 110 guarantee. Uh, if you do the math, that's about $34 million a year. Puts him right up there with the highest paid uh, quarterbacks. And uh, the dude's done nothing but you know, shed Jeff Fisher and uh, get get a you know a quarterback coach and a, a head coach that can show and expand on the skills and he he got paid and he's the next quarterback up. The last thing I wanted to talk about is a warning that I promised I'd give myself, but I also hope I can help the other guys out there. You know, week one we're excited to see our players take off, but the warning is don't panic if they don't take off week one, week two. My example that I remember from last year is I drafted Nick Chubb in the later rounds because I thought he was going to be a good fantasy running back. Then in the beginning of the year, it didn't look too good for him. And I dropped him, I think week three or four, you know, he was the next guy on my, on my list that he wasn't producing. And then I could never get him back. So let, let, you know, if you're 0 and 4, maybe time to start making some moves, but don't panic on your, especially on your rookie guys, guys that need to develop later in the season. I wish I would have had him to, to finish the playoffs. So I just wanted to give that warning. That's uh, that's my quick hits. I can't wait for next week when everyone's just like totally Monday morning freak out, you know, from how oh, yeah. games went on Sunday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I told him, I told him that's a great, great free nugget for everybody out there. What Dominic just said about holding on to some of those players. Uh, one player that I'm going to do that with, and I've been talking to myself, and I almost dropped him today is Justice Hill from the Ravens. I just want to see what he does. You know, at least hold him, like Dom said, you know, three, four weeks. Just let the season kind of play out because injury can happen, or maybe he's just a better player. You know, and, and he's going to be able to take over a position. So a lot of things are going to change in this first week or in first month, really, of the season. So good stuff from Dominic right there. Yeah. And Justice Hill uh, opened up our podcast today with the intro. So got a lot of them, man. Love it. All right, guys, you're in for another treat this week. We got a new segment called Grind My Gears with everyone's best friend, Dominic Rickard. You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah, so last week I gave you guys Mr. Rickard's Neighborhood. That's the friendly side of me, but even everyone's best friend uh, gets frustrated, especially on fantasy football. So I want to do this segment as well. You know, it grinds my gears, kind of what, you know, Peter Griffin with his new segment kind of inspired this. But what I want to talk about that grinds my gears this week, Tommy and Steve, is the fantasy football hosting platforms. What I mean is like ESPN Fantasy versus Yahoo Fantasy versus NFL even DraftKings and FanDuel. And the reason this grinds my gears is because I I always put up with it and I didn't because it was the only, you know, Yahoo and ESPN really in my eyes were the only two platforms out there until Tommy turned me on into this sleeper app. And what I what I love about the sleeper app and what grinds my gears about the other hosting sites is it goes to show you what when fantasy football players who know some coding come up with a platform rather than a corporation trying to suck every dollar out of this billion-dollar fantasy football industry. And I didn't know what we had until I got on the Sleeper app. And it's not – this isn't an ad for Sleeper. They're not paying us or anything. I've just – I mean, I haven't gone through a season with them, so who knows if their points are messed up. But this is all preseason hype for me. 
but all the preseason, the dynasty drafts that I did and the leagues that we switched over, everyone's been super happy with how they keep track of trades. They have the greatest updates in their sleeper app. That's what they're known for. And it's just as far as I know, Tommy, maybe you can correct me on this. The sleeper guys are, you know, they're trying to make money out of it, but they're doing this out of the, you know, the love for fantasy football. They're not backed by the NFL or by Yahoo or by ESPN. I mean, what, yeah, what do you they, know about this? They're, they're the most approachable guys on Twitter. Uh, any question that you have, uh, any any issue that you might have with their platform, they take suggestions all the time and they incorporate what the people want. And anytime you hit up Sleeper HQ, uh, at Sleeper HQ on Twitter, uh, most of the time you're going to get a response, especially if it's a good question or if it's just simply, if it's simply a recommendation to them and they're going to consider it and they're going to implement it, especially if that's what the people want. So I love Sleeper. Um, before I started even using them as a fancy platform, uh, I used it for for updates all the time because they had the best updates, the best Sleeper updates that used to beat everybody um, and then still do for the most part. So uh, I, I love Sleeper. Like you said, Dom, this isn't an ad from, I mean, but it is a plug just because it's, yeah, it's one of my it's favorite platforms. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a great a product. product. And like you said, it's guys that just play fantasy football that that wanted to bring a good product to the industry that wasn't there before. Yeah, and I think what really grinds my gears is it shows the corporate greed because NFL.com, I mean, I have them, I have them ranked from worst. I'll rank them for you. I think FanDuel and uh, DraftKings are the worst, and I'll tell you why in, in a little bit. Then NFL.com, then ESPN, then Yahoo is my favorite out of those, and then I put Sleeper in its own tier up top, and I'm really excited to see it throughout the season. The reason I hate FanDuel and DraftKings the most is because two two strikes for them. Well, actually three. First is online gambling from poker. Already left the bad taste in my mouth. And DraftKings and FanDuel's kind of fell into that realm of the bad taste, already judging them going in. Then, if you guys remember, a couple of years back, they had the scandal where their employees were taking the data that they got that no one yeah. else did, you know, the background data, then going to their opposite FanDuel or whatever DraftKings and placing bets with all our empirical data and winning the big prizes. So that was strike two for me. Then strike three, when I was back in my day, when I was a gambler, spent a lot of times at Hawaiian Gardens. I met this guy who was part of a gambling conglomerate funded by, you know, some rich millionaire guy that liked to gamble. And they basically were like a team of 20 analytical guys that get together in, you know, the million dollar prize pool for the first week. They would, they would buy 50 tickets based on analytic or 50,000 tickets, sorry, based Jeez. on analytics. And then, you know, regular guys like you and me who think they know fantasy, we can put up a good team, but we're not going to, you know, put, Michael Gallup, who goes for three touchdowns as my, our third receiver, cause we got him cheap, but they're willing to do all those combinations so they can win the big prize. Kind of reminds me of, so that's why I hate those sites the most, just the corporate greed behind them. But what do you expect from the gambling site that's not regulated? Right. And then just to talk about, I mean, I'm not to go in too much, but NFL.com, when you have the name NFL.com and you have all the content, <laughs> I don't understand how you're third or last of the, you know, the big hosting sites, like how are ESPN and Yahoo that are pulling from your players, your brand that beating you in it? That's, you know, unexcusable to me. And then ESPN, this, the platform and the customization, then they lost like years of your league data. They finally brought it back, but there was a while there where they didn't have, like, if you had a dynasty league, it was all gone. Just stuff like that. Just really yeah. like years. 
Yeah, I, I think we could tell. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. I do. <laughs> that might have been my longest rant, huh? That's well, all right, but, though, man. It makes but, sense. I mean, even other sites that try to be different, like my, myfantasyleague.com uh, and Flea Flicker, uh, you know, they try to be different. And, and myfantasyleague.com is great for Dynasty because it's super customizable and it goes on and on um, and what you can do to fully customize the whole setting. But but in my opinion, like, I don't know, the interface is just like set a lineup and like do the waiver wire and everything. It's just, it doesn't work that well. It's not very intuitive. So for something to come along like Sleeper and just blow it all out of the water with the, uh, with the alerts, the updates, uh, with their message boards and forums and, and, you know, you could set up a channel, but the different things that you could do, you know, on this app is great. And, and even if you're just using it for the updates, I mean, it's, it's well worth it, but yeah, I think it's going to be the number one fantasy football app. Uh, coming out here shortly because just everyone's starting to migrate over there and they make it super easy to do it. So if you're not already using Sleeper, you should definitely go download Sleeper right now. All right, Dominic, that's a great new segment. Looking forward to uh, some more rants from you. But uh, let's move on now to uh, fantasy football talk. All right, Tommy, why don't you start us off on this one? All right, well, I think uh, the biggest story of this week or at least for tomorrow or if you're when this comes out tomorrow if you're watching tonight is uh the bears uh packers versus the bears first game of the season and it's a good one i mean think about the line right now at minus three to the bears so it's going to be really close you know i think it's gonna be a good game probably a lot of good defense um i'm really excited to see what the packers are going to do this year without mike mccarthy they're saying that aaron Rodgers has the freedom to to make audibles and you know, make the adjustments where he sees fit. And so one interesting thing I think about this matchup is it is against the Bears, right? So it doesn't look good. Bears were the number one defense last year, uh, ranked number one defense going into this year. But Aaron Rodgers is eight and three in opening day games throughout his career, throwing an average of three touchdowns and one interceptions. So despite going against the Bears, I just think it's going to be a good game. You know, it's the first game of the year. They've had all offseason to prepare. And we don't know how how good this Bears defense is if, is still going to be, if they're going to be just as good as last year, because statistically, no defense has repeated as the best defense in the league two years in a row. So if there's any if there's any week to start Aaron Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, I know it's a bad matchup, but don't be scared. Play those guys because you never know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers does really well in the beginning, this uh, in opening day, and yeah, just go for it. But I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with this game. I mean, first game of the season. I just, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, that rolls your that matchup rolls right into my best worst matchup, and I'm on taking the flip side of that. I think the worst matchup this week is for people that reach early for fantasy defenses. Usually, it was Chicago Bears, like you were just talking about the game, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars in our Super Friends league. Someone will will leave them unnamed took a, the, the Bears defense in the seventh round, which we all, you know, thought was a pretty high reach. But Terrible. now he has to start start him against, um, you know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers on a Thursday night first game of the season. So what, do you pick up another defense? No, you have to start the Bears defense, right? So I think right off the bat, you're probably going to get six to eight points if they don't score a touchdown. And then the other matchup, the Jaguars, if you took them as a second defense, they're playing Kansas City this week. So you know, you reach for high defenses. They should be good throughout the year, but do you have to stream a second defense on your team? That's my first, uh, my worst matchups this week. 
I agree with you 100% about the defenses, and it's a tough one. Like You can't drop a player for a second defense. Like That makes no sense. And that's why it comes into play what we talk about all the time. And I know we talked about it last week is when you're drafting, you got to, you got to look at that week one, you know, I mean, that's what you're drafting for. A lot of times our teams are going to change by mid season. So week one is really important. So when you pick that defense, make sure you got a good matchup. And like uh, Dominic said, for the, the, the person that's not going to be named getting that Chicago bear defense in the seventh pick, you know, his seventh pick, you know, that's, that's a terrible, terrible value. Uh, but one of my worst matchups and is going off with Do- Tommy in this game is I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have a very good game tomorrow. Um, I, you know, that defense is really stout. I mean, I, what I, you still have to start him. Like Tommy says, I mean, you drafted him probably in the third round. You got to start your best players. You just got to go. It's a good offense. But I mean, if you have any kind of a, a, a good flex maybe, or, you know, you're able to put in there, you know, I would consider it a uh, question for you guys though. Would you start like, if you had, let's say, Jameis Winston against the 49ers, who terrible defense uh, in the secondary, would you start him over Aaron Rodgers? Or you guys still go Aaron Rodgers just because it's Aaron Rodgers? Aaron oh, I would go. Okay. Ja- I would go Jameis Winston. No, <laughs> you would. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. definitely. And, yeah, and, I definitely and, would because I think I think there's more unknowns. Um, and you know, with with, uh, with San Francisco's defense, and you know, yeah, they got Nick Bosa, and, and they did improve some, but. Uh, if I had options to to wait also and not play a guy on Thursday night that yeah. is in a much better matchup, you know, I might go for it. And you know, and, and San Francisco is ranked at the ninth is as the nineteenth ranked defense, you know, compared to you know the Bears. Um, as Last actually year. right now, well, actually right now the Bears are ranked the uh, Fancy Pros consensus eight, uh, rankings at number nine. So, mm-hmm. so some people are definitely lower on them, but they are the number one returning defense. We have them ranked number one. Is that a weekly ranking though? Are they ranked that low because they think they're they're playing the Packers or is that that's a weekly ranking? Yeah. Sorry, yes, that's a weekly yeah, ranking for this week right there. because they're playing the Packers, right? Correct. And so they are the number one ranked defense going into the 2019 season. But for this week, again, for Fantasy Pros eight, uh, consensus rankings, uh, they are ranked number nine. And, and then the other thing too about about having you know uh, your quarterback start uh, on Thursday night versus on Sunday night or you know or on Sunday, there's we always talk about, or we talked about a lot last year where, you know, sometimes you just want to wait. Sometimes you don't want to have that guy go early because sometimes those Thursday night games aren't that good. Historically, they haven't put up a lot of numbers. And the worst thing you want to do in fantasy is put up a dud early and then you're playing catch up the rest of the week. Right. Cause that may, may make you lead to uh, some questionable decisions when you need to start some players. Absolutely. Steve, here's why I would take Aaron Rodgers over Winston, not just because he's Aaron Rodgers, but the the Packers have a new offensive uh, coordinator and head coach, and they have no the Bears have no films on Aaron Rodgers in the new offense. The Bears are the same exact team on defense and almost on offense as they were last year under Matt Nagy. The Packers have film on what the Bears are going to try to do against Aaron Rodgers. So because Aaron Rodgers has that surprise attack, no film, and because of what Tommy said of him being eight and three in opening games. And then what he did to the Bears, the Bears destroyed him in the first half of that first game last year. Remember he got injured, then he came back heroically, couldn't really run and had an amazing second half. I think that plays in the Bears mind. And I'm just James Winston in a new offense. You know, Bruce Aaron's going to make him better, but I got to see, I just got to see it for a week or two just to see if it, it is what everyone thinks it's going to be. And that's why I would go with Aaron Rodgers. But I don't think you're wrong either way. I think they're both going to have good games. Yeah, and it also depends a lot, like, on, you know, if you drafted Aaron Rodgers third or fourth round, I mean, you kind of, like, you got to use the value that you used, you know what I mean? 
Now, if you got him in the seventh or eighth, which is probably, uh, you know, probably unlikely, you know, then maybe you can consider a streamer already, but it's hard to stream a week. It's hard to s- tell anybody to stream week one because you would think that you drafted the players that you're going to start, you know, right. but, um, you know, it's tough. Uh, but just the, the Bears defense maybe tweaked a little bit um, because uh, obviously Vic Fangio is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos and Chuck Pagano is the new Bears def- defensive coordinator. So I think there may be a little bit of uh, a different schemes and stuff, but same right. players, though, same yeah. players. So good stuff, good stuff. All right, so that was a good transition over to uh, now our fantasy studs for week one. Hey, stud. All right, so I'll go quarterback, running back, receiver real quick. Steve, you're going to like the first one. Quarterback, I got stud, Baker Mayfield. He gets Tennessee. He got all these new weapons. Give him the keys and, and let him roll. I think he's going to have a good week one. And then I think he's going to slowly, you know, progress slower after that. Uh, for my, for my running back, I really, really like this guy. A lot of people, uh, kind of laughed when I, when I dropped him in our league, but, uh, I got Kyrion Johnson. He's, his matchup is going to be run heavy against the, 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 Cardinals this week. I think the Lions are going to try to control the ball, you know, through running it, slow down that air raid offense. And Matt Patricia, when he has a couple of weeks to prepare for you, you saw what he did in the opening game last year. Everyone's like, oh man, the Lions are legit. Then they kind of fizzled out. So Kyrion Johnson is my stud at running back. Then I have to be a homer here just because another negative story came out on our boy Antonio Brown. He posted his, you know, $53,000 fine, which I'm completely happy with. Mayock is the bad guy. Gruden's the good guy. That's how it has to be. They're going to play good cop, bad cop, but Antonio Brown knows where he stands in the organization. And let all that go away and all that rant you had last week, Tommy, and just let him ball. Because the best thing he can do is just ball out. And I, I think he has over 125 yards and two TDs. Oh, I, I love it. I, I was going to say that. Two touchdowns right now. Oh, yep. Boom. Hell yeah. Board. Yeah. Well, and that's what they do. That's what the Raiders do that first week, right? They feed their stud. And so last year, the stud of the whole year was Jared Cook. And in the first game against the Rams on Monday Night Football that we were at, the two-on-one crew was at that game, Jared Cook eight. And I think he had 180 yards and at least one touchdown, if not two. So I'm expecting them to come out really strong, feeding the rock to Antonio Brown. Uh, Antonio told Gruden he can't wait for a go route from Derek Carr. And so for all the people saying that Derek Carr can't throw deep based off of last year's numbers only, uh, there's a reason he didn't throw the ball deep. He didn't have time. It was better to check down. No receivers. No receivers. And the guy went 10 weeks without an interception. So he's trying to play it safe. And so what do you do if you're playing safe? You don't throw it downfield. You don't take those risks and those chances because he knew he couldn't. So... I, I can't wait to see him unleash. He better. He needs to unleash, and Card needs to get the ball downfield to Antonio. And, and I love, I love that two touchdown call. Hey, uh, Dominic, you're not worried any uh, for Carryon Johnson. You're not worried about CJ Anderson at all eating uh, into his uh, playing time. The only thing I'm worried about is CJ. The bowling ball Anderson is taking some <laughs> goal line goal line work from him. But uh, right. I, I was really high on Carryon last year, and I think Patricia wants to run the ball and control the clock, and he's going to be a Three down back. I'm worried a little bit about goal line, but hopefully he gets over 100 yards and a touchdown, and I'll be completely happy with him. He's my RB one. There you go. Yeah, you know, I love that matchup against Arizona. Like 21th ranked defense uh, going into yeah. this week, and yeah. Detroit's favored by two and a half points. So I know. I'm even considering starting Marvin Jones. You yeah, know what I mean, that's a good start yeah, this week. I like that. So very cool. What do you got for us this week, Tommy? All right, for my stud uh, again, based on matchup, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, so Baltimore is at Miami. Uh, Miami is the 24th ranked defense uh, for the week, going by uh, Fancy Pro's consensus rankings. 
So it's a great matchup for the Ravens. Um, the only thing I'm worried about a little bit for the Dolphins is Xavier Howard, uh, who is one of the rising star cornerbacks in the NFL. He had seven interceptions last year and 12 passes deflected. But despite him, you know, that's all that's all they got, really. You know, the rest of their defense doesn't have much else. And they lost Kiko Alonso and pretty much the organization's in full tank mode as they just trade away their best tackle and one of their receivers. So, yeah, bro, uh, they, I think we should, they are. Can we all admit that the, the Dolphins are admitting that they're in rebuild? Build yeah, they're tanking already. for Tua, man. Like, yeah, they're tanking for Tua already. <laughs> Yeah. If I could, if I could pick up whoever's playing that defense every week, I'd be the happiest man alive. Which is put yeah. it that way. That's the stream every week, you know. Yeah. So I think so. Again, so like this week, especially for DFS, I think we should see a nice day for Lamar. Um, it'll, it'll probably be decent in passing, and it'd be nice to see him throw the ball a little bit more. I think he'll have a nice rushing day with at least one rushing touchdown. The other guys I want to touch on real quick, uh, Carson Wentz has a great matchup against Washington and uh, <laughs> Zeke Elliott coming back. Um, I mean, he's playing he's playing the Giants. You know, the Giants defense is not that good. So I, I'm real curious to see if he's going to eat, if if he has been eating uh, the whole time he's been in Cabo or if he's been staying in shape. And I think we're all you know thinking he's definitely been staying in shape. Uh, so I'm real excited to see what Zeke's going to do. And then and then lastly, uh, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. I think he's in another great matchup against the Colts. Uh, 30th ranked defense going into this week. And, you know, the Colts are like a team still trying to find their new identity without Andrew Luck. So I uh, like that Chargers as a seven point favorite uh, going into that game. And I think Keenan will have a really good, a good one this week. Hey, just a top on that, Zeke. Uh, what do you guys think? Cause I've asked, been asked this question a couple of times. Do you think he's on a pitch count at all? Because I, I think if the game's close, there's no pitch count. I don't think the game's going to be close. He'll get 20 to 25 touches just because they'll be winning by 14. That's a but lot too, though. Do you think, do you think, you know, he's going to have more good. than 25 plays? Go ahead, Tommy. Oh, I think we'll see some Tony Pollard. You know, I don't think he's going to play the entire game. Um, but I still think he's, you know, they're not going to really hold him back. I see 20 to 25 touches seems pretty likely, um, especially with Saquon on the other side of the field. I think it's going to be hard not to like see both those guys just go at it, you know, and, and Zeke want to run the ball. But, um, with the first games and not being at practice and at least being close to game speed, not playing any preseason at all. Um, I, I could definitely see some spell, uh, some spell opportunities for Tony to get in and, uh, and give him just, you know, at least a, a breather every now and then. But, um, I, I don't think it's going to be much, you know, I think at most like an 80, 20 split. Yeah. And we had a good sample last year when he was suspended for those games too. And he came yep. back and they didn't hold him back at all. He's a different cat. So, I mean, I think like Dominic said, I think 20 to 25 touches is probably in the realm of possibilities for him. And especially if it's close, I think he'll be in there a lot more. Um, my stud is another running back for this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he is playing the uh, Atlanta Falcons <laughs> at home. I know Dominic always says that I always pick my guys, but he's going to have a good game. Let me tell you why, Dominic. Let me tell you why. <laughs> the Falcons have ranked dead last in giving up opposing running backs catches uh, for the last four years in a row. So um, basically, it's it's obviously not a trend. It's something systematic that they have where they probably like to throw they, they allow everything in front of them and they funnel everything to the middle and so it's obviously something they do so i think dalvin cook especially if it's a shootout which i'm hoping is going to be catching a lot of balls uh ppr half ppr it's going to be huge so i got dalvin cook and then uh, zach Ertz for the uh eagles oh, i think yeah. he's gonna have a good game uh washington's best thing and their on their whole team i think is probably their front seven so carson wentz may be under a little bit of pressure throughout the game and i think uh, one of his favorite targets when he's under pressure is zach Ertz. so I think he'll have a pretty good big game. 
But notice the trend. I would tell everybody, notice the trend. We're talking a lot about matchups, you know, and that's the biggest thing. Just want to look at the matchups when you're setting your lineup, and that's going to help you guys, I think, uh, do pretty well week one. Definitely want to look at matchups that first week. And like you said, Steve, you, you draft your guys and thinking they're ready to go for week one. And then you yeah. see who the matchup is. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, or, no. Figure something out, you know, or, or make an right. adjustment. And that's what leaves definitely some fantasy owners uh, wondering, you know, and asking questions on Twitter. Like, who should I start? Because they thought they had the stud. And, and yeah, you might be good for the year. But there's definitely going to be one or two games, especially early on, where they might not be that great. But again, don't go on full tilt. And, and don't freak out on, you know, next Monday and try to trade your star players or drop them because, you know, just take it easy. You know, my, we got a long, long season to go. That's a good transition and segue, Tommy, to uh, fantasy duds. <laughs> you got the dud! All right, Dom, start us off. All right, so I got some unpopular duds this week for a lot of fantasy people out there. My quarterback, uh-huh. Kyle Murray, uh, I think Patricia, like I said before, he's got a couple weeks to prepare for him. He saw what the Raiders did to contain him. He might, you know, play a couple more, a little bit more nickel, a little more dime to keep him boxed in. And, uh, I think he's going to, he's a rookie. It's his first NFL game. I think he's going to be a subpar performance. Uh, my running back, Steve, you're really not going to like this one, but Damon Williams, it's more of a matchup no. than, uh, than a player, but he's playing Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's yeah. got to take away something. They can't mm-hmm. take away Tyreek, Sammy and Kelsey. So take away the run game. Plus he's got split time with Shady. Uh, maybe Shady, you know, they want to get the veteran a touchdown early. So I think he's going to be a dead this week. And then my ride receiver is uh, another probably unpopular opinion, but I think Tyler Boyd for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's got a bad matchup. I believe they're playing the Seahawks, and the Seahawks just picked up Clowney. So let's see what that defense can do. But last year when Tyler Boyd was the number one receiver, he kind of progressed, actually. I think he does better as a number two receiver. We talked about that before. But uh, I don't think he has a good fantasy matchup this week against the Seahawks. Two things with what you said, Dom. With uh, Cincinnati defense, they're ranked the last uh, going into this week. Uh, and the line on that is negative nine and a half to Seattle. So, Dang, more than a touchdown. Yeah. Seattle like, doesn't even score, really. They're not a high-powered right. offense. Right. So minus nine, that means Vegas thinks it's going to be an easy win for the Seahawks. So so Damian Williams, on, on that Damian Williams thing, um, you know, if, if Shady does get uh, at least half the the target share half the carries um how do you how's that make you feel about damian williams i mean is it if it looks like it's shady are you, are you trying to hold because you you know maybe that it starts to switch you know midway through the season or you start looking to sell them to someone that's still high on it that might still believe are you asking steve is it damian yeah who are you talking about you asking yeah. me <laughs> i'm asking you because you're unbiased <laughs> All right. Um, I think, um, <laughs> I think Steve, I think Steve holds on to the, you know, what he said yes in last week's podcast that the Chiefs offense produces a number one running back and that they could be Damon Williams. So he holds on to that, but it would just, just like any situation, let it play out. McCoy got, you know, hurt at the last couple of years. Maybe he's trying to ball out one year, but maybe he gets hurt and Williams steps up. You, you never know, but. I just don't feel good with the matchup and with the situation. So just let yeah. it play out. I'll give you the matchup, Dominic, because I definitely agree that that's a tough matchup. But I'm hoping with a full PPR lead that we're in, you know, he'll have some dump off passes. Uh, maybe when uh, Patrick is in and uh, Mahomes is in some pressure. But the thing with Shady McCoy, like, yeah, I get it. Okay. How, first of all, how, how good is he now? We think he's still somewhat good. He's on the wrong side of 30. And think about this. Someone said this. I forget who it was, but 
you know, imagine having a, uh, a imagine being at a job and you left ten years ago and your boss and then your boss tries to rehire you. You think you're gonna be the same person? You think your boss is gonna be the same person? Totally different offense. I don't know how we're just expecting LaShawn McCoy to come into the Chiefs and be like, bam, number one starting running back. He's gonna take over and learn the playbook right away. We don't know. You know, there's no one knows. Now I could I buy him maybe halfway through the season, maybe he starts getting more touches in the side. But you know, I need eight wins to get to playoffs. So if I can get those first eight weeks of Damian Williams, I'm good. I'm good. So, like that's that. my rant. I'm taking. I'm taking. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do duds now. I'm gonna do duds. My duds this week are kind of unpopular too. Like with Dominic, um, my first guy is Matt Ryan. I think it's a really tough matchup. Again, uh, being at Minnesota um, against the third last year, the third ranked best uh, passing offense. I know they got Julio, but I just that defense is for real, and that that stadium is going to be rocking uh, that first week. And my second dud, I uh, touched on him a little bit, was Aaron Jones uh, playing against that number one Bears defense from last year. I think it's going to be a, a little bit hard to get the running game going. You know, you may get a decent game maybe from some catches, um, but I'm worried about maybe Jamal Williams playing a little bit more than we expect. And then also them maybe falling behind and then having to try to just throw the ball and not run it as much. So those are my duds for this week. Hey, Steve, quick question yes, to throw it back to what you asked earlier. Mm-hmm. Would you would you start Matt Ryan this week or Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston, without a without a doubt. Yeah, and oh, I love Matt Ryan this year too. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, Tommy, I Matt Ryan all the way. I mean, on that question for sure. I think I agree. I'd go Matt Ryan, but it is a tough matchup. And you're right; that's probably the second worst, third worst stadium to play at when the, when they get yeah, it's surprising, dude. It's I, you know, I, that's one of the on oh, my bucket list. I really like to go see a game there. That'd be really cool. The Raiders play the Raiders play there like the I know, bro. I know. I thought about <laughs> it, man, but I just couldn't swing it this year. Who do you have this week, Tommy? Well, one guy I had on my list and. It almost feels like it's cheating because, like, I think everyone knows he's going to be a be, be a dud, but it's just Case Keenum. Like, I just I feel sorry for the guy. Um, he's going against Philadelphia, like second best rated defense this week. Yeah. He doesn't have Josh Doxson anymore. His his best receivers are Trey Quinn and and Terry McLaurin. Um, you know, a rookie and and so yeah, I just I just feel bad for Case because I feel like he's such a journeyman. Like he's kind of earned like a somewhat of a starting role in the, in, in the NFL, but just can't ever keep it and kind of keeps going to teams where he's just kind of always coming from behind or always uh, going to be the underdog guy. So, so I, I have him as a, as a dead, basically like I said, it's kind of obvious. So that I feel like that's cheating a little bit, uh, but one guy that uh, people are a little bit higher on, I think has a really bad matchup this week is Derek Henry. Uh, he's going against Cleveland. Who's a sixth ranked defense going into this week. And, and, you know, Henry is historically a slow starter and, and yeah, he finished really well last year, but you know, I just don't believe like what he did. I, I don't think he's, I think he's a good talent. He's a good running back, but I don't believe he's going to continue that high level performance like he did going uh, to the end of last season that I think everyone forgot was just at the, like the last four weeks of the season. And then we're so hyped on them going into this year. So uh, I think Derek, Derek Henry is going to be a big bust this week. Um, like, like I said, going against that like, Cleveland defense, which has a killer front seven, great defensive backs and really good linebackers. So that I'm really excited to see what that defense is actually going to do this year. All right, guys, about to give you some more free nuggets here with our waiver wire uh, players to watch uh, for week one. Dom, start us off, bud. Free nuggets. Um, I got focused on the most streamable positions, kicker, defense. I know some people don't have them in their fantasy leagues because they are streamable, but 
I really like the Seahawks defense. They're available at I think 60% of the leagues when I last checked on Yahoo. Free nuggets. They got a good matchup we talked about against Cincinnati. And then uh, a kicker that I really like is uh, the Falcons signed Matt Bryant. And you said, you know, Matt Ryan has a tough matchup. You know, they'll still move the ball a little bit. But old reliable is from like 50 in. He's probably going to bang him out. So he'll probably get you 12 points this week if uh, he doesn't choke because he, he was retired and they brought him back. Who do you got, Tommy? Uh, one guy I have is uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's available in 38% of Yahoo leagues. I think everyone's just always like down on Kirk for some reason. And he always comes out as um, a really solid uh, QB2. So you might want to keep your eye on Kirk. Another guy I have is uh, Michael Gallup. Free nuggets. Uh, who Steve just dropped in our home league. And so he's still available in 32% of Yahoo leagues. And he's the wide receiver two on that team. So, you know, everyone knows how I feel about the fantasy locust, but, you know, someone else has definitely got to catch the ball. So I, I keep my eyes out on uh, Michael Gallup. And uh, especially with Zeke back, you know, I think that's going to stack the boxes a little bit more and open up some, uh, some running or some receiving lanes uh, for the wide receivers. And then uh, the last guy I have is uh, Deion Lewis. Free nuggets. You know, and I touched on Derrick Henry as my dad for this week and possibly a dud for this whole year. I just not high on Derrick Henry at all. And and Deion Lewis is available in, in 53% of Yahoo leagues right now. So if you're definitely looking for uh, I mean, a running back two and you're in a PPR league, you definitely want to you know keep your eye on Deion Lewis because he's definitely still going to get the ball. He's going to be the third down back. And we have an article about him on, on our website. So you should go check that out and, and see what we project for him to do this year. Sticking with the Tennessee Titans, I'm going Adam Humphreys. Free nuggets. I think that with Mariota um, being inaccurate, they always need a quarter. They always need receivers that get a little separation. And Jameis Winston absolutely loved him last year. He's actually a viable start last year in PPR format. So just keep an eye on him this week. See how they use him. You know he's going to be playing that slot position, which obviously slot slot targets are way more valuable than perimeter targets for receivers. So. Just keep an eye on it. I think he could become a, a Marriott favorite or even a Tannehill if, if Marriott loses a job. One more guy to keep an eye on. I guarantee if he gets more than five targets, he'll be picked up next week is Waller, Darren Waller for the free nuggets. Oh, yeah. Or, Especially yeah. A, bat, a tight end position that's very with, uh, yeah, scary. Yeah, very volatile position. And then with all the hype from Hard Knocks. Yeah, uh, definitely. If guy gets more than five targets or has you know a resemblance of a good game, he, he's gone. Well, I know in most dynasty leagues, like most people have him rostered, you know, especially because you have such deeper rosters in yep. dynasty leagues. But yeah, he's still out there in redraft leagues. And, um, I, I think I have him in our home league, but, or I've been thinking about it, but yeah, nope. so he's still there. So it's like, yeah, go pick him up, especially after this week. I think he's going to eat and people are going to see, uh, how good of a receiver he is because he used to be a receiver. And so that's his forte to catch balls. And I think he'll do great this year. If I didn't have Kittle, he'd be on my team for sure. All right, all good stuff there, guys. All right, Tommy, do you have any uh, voicemail or Twitter questions this week? Yeah, we got a few uh, that came in on Twitter. Uh, first one is from our, our friend Tim, Tim Lakis, uh, part of the two-on-one crew, a writer for, for our website. So uh, Tim has a start or sit question. And uh, so he's asking someone we talked about, uh, Damian Williams at Jacksonville or Curtis Samuel versus the Rams in a 10-team PPR league. You got to go Williams, in my opinion, Man, on that one. Tough, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. But you got to go with the running back who's got a chance to touch the ball more. Right, more hard. And then they're both tough defenses. They're playing against the Rams right. and the uh, and the uh, Chiefs. 
but you go with a more high powered offense in my opinion and and um like Dominic's point, which is a really good one, is that the running back is gonna be touching uh the ball a lot more, you know. Are are the corners for the Rams both healthy? Talib and Peters, are they both gonna start? I believe so. I haven't heard otherwise. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I would I would, and then Weddle back there, is he gonna be is he gonna lose? Oh yeah. Uh man, that's a tough one. But I I would just go with the volume in week one for sure. One, I love how how good Curtis Samuel can be this year, but I don't think week one is is a is a week to test it. And and I think he's mostly asking too from like you know some of the Damian Williams, Shady McCoy uncertainty, like we were talking about. But I think I clarified yeah. that up already. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised Tim didn't ask a trade question. Like when you said his name, I thought I was like, oh, he's gonna ask. Oh, definitely question. gonna be a trade question, right? Yeah, yeah. Tim's a trade addict for sure. Make, make sure you trade with Tim, or he gets mad. Make sure you trade. With <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so the next one we got uh, comes from comes from our buddy uh, Riff Riff Kamish. He's in our two on one listeners league. Um, one of the best commissioners out there, by the way, puts me and a lot of other commissioners to shame. But his question is: start or sit, uh, or wh- who would you start, Christian Kirk or DJ Moore uh, in the flex in a half point PPR league? I'd say Christian Kirk, just because. If you know Murray and them do explode, he's their number one receiver. Um, and then we talked about the matchup on for the other guy. That'd be my opinion, Steve. All right, I'm going to go with uh, um, DJ Moore just because we have a bigger sample size uh, from him last year. Week eight, he became a starter. He played pretty well. Um, and with Christian Kirk, we still don't know what this ra- air raid offense is going to be by Cliff Kingsbury. You know, I think I would go with DJ Moore a little bit more certainty. I feel more comfortable in week one. Uh, and then, you know, then reassess for a week two. Yeah. And even what we just talked about with the Rams, though, with the Rams defense. Yeah. I know I did get that, but I, I feel like, um, you know, with, a uh, with Cam Newton being there, more, uh, more rapport with that wide receiver, I just feel a little more comfortable with them. Yeah. Especially well, with Christian not- Kirk, too. I mean, I, yeah. I get, you know, the upside of Kirk, but like and you said, Kirk was only playing like, and- yeah. And he was only playing like 42% of the, uh, first team snaps this last, uh, this preseason. So, you know, that's that's not very reassuring that's gonna be on the field every play every play, you know. So at this point too, are like are we only kind of certain with like David Johnson and that Arizona offense for week one? You know, because everyone else we seem a little bit shy in the way from I'm not certain of anything. I don't understand what this assumption of that the Cleve uh, this guy did it at Texas Tech in the Big Twelve, the coach, you know, Cliff. I don't know how everyone's thinking like, Oh, they're gonna be better, they're gonna run so many plays. Like, well, look what happened to Chip Kelly. I mean he did yeah. okay, but it wasn't great. I mean, he had two ten and six seasons. I get that, but I just I think the the assumption that you know because Baker Mayfield did good, that now everyone thinks that um, Kyle Murray is going to do just as well. No, I think totally I think different to situation. Question, I think to answer your question, Tommy, one hundred percent, David Johnson is for the first week, maybe two weeks, he's the only viable start in my okay. opinion. Yeah, you got to you got to you know see what Kyle Murray does. You got to see what Christian Kirk does. You got to see what Larry Fitzgerald does. Do they even have a tight end? Like, is Gresham their tight end? I don't even know. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. But apparently, yeah, everyone's it? saying that they're going to do really good. You know, uh, I mean, so right now they're the, the tight end is like listed as Charles Clay. So okay, from the the what was that? The Buffalo. You see me for the Bills. Miami. Yep. Yeah, and Miami, Miami and then Buffalo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any more questions, Tommy? Here we got one more from our friends over at Clipcast. Uh, so they are asking in a half half point PPR league. Uh, to start Matt Breda or Tevin Coleman? And to answer your question, Tommy, I'm going Matt Breda 
for sure. Yeah, and especially because last last year he uh, he uh, beat up the uh, Buccaneers defense for uh, 106 yards on 14 carries. So uh, and then with him with that news that we talked about earlier, where he's on top of the depth chart, I think that uh, he's definitely the start for me this week. Well, and, and you know some of the stats that Polly's uh, from Polly Sleepers dropped on last week's podcast. You know with with his uh, spark score to speed score, you know, and being one of the fastest clocked runners on the field last year. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little curious to see, you know, what breed is really going to do. Um, Tevin Coleman still, you know, pretty decent running back. He definitely carried the load when, uh, Devontae Freeman got hurt in Atlanta. But I, I think especially for week one, eh, they did list him as the starter, but you know, I think it was Phil Yates had said it on the, uh, fancy football podcast, uh, just because they put him out there, you know, as the, as a starter doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the starter. You know, most of those depth right. charts are written by by the PR people, you know, and not necessarily the coaches putting that out. So we definitely have to see what's going to happen week one. But I think at this point, if you're choosing between Breed and Coleman, Breed is definitely the better start to go into week one. Uh, at least that's where all the signs are pointing. I was a Breed owner last year, and the dude could ball, and he had some good stats and some good games. But I remember him getting hurt like four times in a game, getting out, coming back in. I, and yeah. I just, I'd like oh, to yeah. see if it was just a nagging injury that he keep re-injuring or if the dude just, you know, his body isn't made for the NFL because he's, he's really productive. But so I, I'd like to, that's not my only hesitation on him, but his mm-hmm. upside is definitely, definitely high. That makes a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's good to monitor. Definitely. Hey, speaking of Clipcast, uh, Tommy, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about them? Oh yeah, right on. Uh, yeah, so Clipcast um, is is a pretty cool company. They they made a website last year that that basically aggregates and and is a search engine for for fantasy football podcasts. So um, if if you have a podcast that's in their system, when you go to their website, you can type in the name of any player uh, or any phrase or any team, and if one of those podcasts has talked about it, it will bring up a list of clips. Uh, one or two minute clips that talk about that player from all of your favorite podcasts, including the two on one fantasy football podcast. So if you follow us on Twitter, you probably saw that our 2019 rankings uh, are live and our weekly rankings uh, will be live on Thursday um, on our website, two on one fantasy sports.com, which is now powered by Clipcast. So if, if you go on our rankings, uh, you'll see a listen button next to each player that's ranked. And when you click on that button, it will redirect you to Clipcast and bring up a list of podcasts talking about that player. So, so check out our rankings and check out Clipcast at clipcast.app. You can download the app uh, for iOS or Android, and you can reach out to them on Twitter at clip underscore cast and, and then answer any question you have. Uh, they play fantasy football themselves. They made this website and this app uh, to help them with their own research. But now you can use it and, and, and use it in conjunction with our rankings to do all your research uh, on your players. You can sign up for a free account and create a playlist of all those clips of all those players. Go back, do all your research on players, review the clips you want to look at and listen to. And it's a really great feature. And I'm really happy that we got hooked up ClickPass because, uh, yeah, I think it's really great for our rankings and definitely an innovative design to, to showing you our rankings, which not only show our projections, uh, but we also, for our weekly rankings, have uh, the betting line on there and uh, the rankings of the opponents. So great stuff for your research. Go check it out. Free nuggets. All right, guys. Now it's time for Commissioner's Corner with Tommy Moe. The Commissioner's Corner. 
All right, guys, in this episode of Commissioner's Corner, I wanted to play a game for week one. So the game's going to be called Would You Rather? And so I'll provide a list of players at each position. We'll go over. You guys let me know who you'd rather start for week one. So, all right, so let's go to the rookies. Uh, would you rather start TJ Hawkinson for Detroit or Noah Fant for Denver? I'm going to go first and say Noah Fant. Uh, Flacco likes to throw to his tight end. And the Broncos want to control the ball, little play action pass in the flats, uh, probably six, seven receptions for him. I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson. I've heard good things of him from coming out from training camp. And I just think he's, uh, you know, I think he's going to be more of a plug and play than Noah fan. He was better at, at uh, Iowa when he was there. So I definitely go with him. Okay. Let's move on to two uh, high upside uh, tight ends going into this year. Uh, and we'll do be our last tight end group. Uh, Hunter Henry for the Chargers or OJ Howard for the Bucks. That's tough. That is a tough one. I'm going to go OJ Howard on yeah. athleticism, just making more plays because they're pretty neck and neck in my opinion. You can't go wrong with either. Yeah, I think you got in, – in both cases, you have two jump ball wide receivers, Mike Williams and Mike Evans. Um, but I'll play off what Dominic said. With O.J. Howard, I think that O.J. Howard could take a, a little drag route out on the 20-yard line and take it to the house versus Hunter Henry. I don't think you can. So I think you got way more big playability with O.J. Howard, so i definitely go O.J. Howard. Yeah, I actually like Hunter Henry a little bit more just because of the matchup going against the Colts this week. But I, I think they're both going to be you know top five tight ends this year. So I'm real curious to see how they're both going to do because I know a lot of people, especially, are high on O.J. Howard. Is it official like Gates is retired for good? He's oh yeah, he's back. not coming back. Like if they're like you know ten and four, and Hunter Henry goes down, he's not coming back. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe he might not come back, but he might pull a pull a Jason Witten and come back. You never know. Never yeah. know, man. You never know. I mean, I like the game. Keep, keep going. So let's move. Uh, let's move to wide receivers for this week. Let's do. How about either Larry Fitzgerald or Corey Davis? Both the starters but on not amazing offenses. Mm, that's a good one, too. That's tough. I don't – I mean, I was high on Corey Davis. I think he's such a good receiver. I just don't like that Tennessee Titans offense at all. And they're going and, against Cleveland and, this week. Yeah, against Cleveland. I like Larry Fitzgerald, um, you know, slot receiver. It's going to be a big target for uh, Kyler Murray to throw to. I'm going to go Larry Fitzgerald just because I know – uh, the consistency is there. He could be a security blanket for him. And obviously, I don't think the tight ends going to do very much for Arizona. So I'll go Larry Fitzgerald. Can we put Corey Davis on Arizona? I'll take him then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and another point of that, too, is technically the air raid, they're going to be playing a lot more plays you know, than a Tennessee tight end offense who wants they're to hoping slow it down. To. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So you're going to get more opportunities for Larry Fitzgerald to catch balls. Yeah, and fantasy is always about opportunities, right? Yep. So Volume. <clears throat> and Larry Fitzgerald's floor is just established, and even with Father Time coming knocking at the door, I think he has a better, better floor. So just go him with the safer bet. I agree with Steve again. Damn it! <laughs> All right, let's go to two a little bit lower rank guys uh, that I think are very interesting for this year. One coming back from a major injury, and one being the number one receiver on his team that might not be that great, but. Uh, has been getting a lot of hype this offseason. So the first one is Emmanuel Sanders coming back from that Achilles tear and then D.D. Westbrook for Jacksonville. Um, hmm. 
I'll probably go D.D. Westbrook. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I know he looked pretty good in the in the preseason, but it's still kind of, you know, he played a couple series. You know, I don't know, a full game on that Achilles. I don't know if there's going to be on a pitch count. Uh, D.D. Westbrook's looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, so I'm just going to follow that high train with D.D. Westbrook and go D.D. Oh, God, you're asking the, the tough questions. Week one out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go D.D. too. Uh just, just so much uncertainty. You don't know what you're going to get with him. But if I had to choose, I'd go Didi. Who do you got? Uh, I actually really like Emmanuel Sanders for some reason. I think Didi Westbrook's a great receiver, but I think everyone's kind of sleeping on Emmanuel a little bit, and they're definitely worried about that Achilles, and and rightfully so. But I just have this feeling, and I and I've never been high on Emmanuel, uh, you know, in previous years, and definitely been wrong about him. But I just think, you know, like. I don't like Cortland Sutton and, and Deshaun Hamilton is, is pretty decent, but I think Emmanuel Sanders is still going to be the number one. And, and as much as we're Raiders fans and, and, you know, I love the Raiders, so we pay attention to him a lot. Um, that defensive backfield isn't totally solidified as far as being shut down corners and really, uh, having a solid, uh, pass defense. So, uh, I, I think he has a good opportunity this week. Um, so I actually kind of like Emmanuel. Let me ask a question. What is, who is Emmanuel Sanders more like? Is he more like, uh, John Brown, or is he more like Tory Smith? Um, gosh, I kind of want to say like he's a combination because he can run deep and he can definitely catch balls over the middle too. So I kind of think he's like a combo. Tory Smith, Tory Smith worked with Flacco for a couple of years. John Brown, for whatever reason, didn't work last year. Right. So if you see him more like a John Brown guy, that's the only thing you can but do. But they're both speedsters. Yeah, compare speedsters, it. Yeah. So is it, they're both big question marks, I think. So that's a good analogy yeah. and a good comparison between the two. Yeah. All right. So let, let's uh, go again to someone a little bit higher ranked and, and maybe a little bit easier. Uh, someone that we're high on, the two-on-one crew is high on. Uh, let's go with Tyler Lockett uh, for Seattle going against Cincinnati. And then Brandon Cooks for the Rams going against Carolina. I'll jump in and say Cooks just because... You know, you said it before, three seasons, three different quarterbacks, 3,000-yard seasons. His floor is higher. Lockett's the new number one. Um, I like him over the, the season, but uh, I, I still have questions to see what the offense is going to look like. Are they going to run the ball? Uh, is he going to play in the slot and outside? Is he just going to be the slot? So just go with the floor of Brandon Cooks week one. I'm going to actually go opposite this time. I'm going to go uh, with Ty Lockett just to that point that I think he's going to play a lot more slot. Um, this week. And I think that being the number one receiver now, he's got a lot of big playability. I definitely like Brandon Cooks this week. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, uh, I, I think Tyler Lockett's probably in for a big day. They're going to, it's going to be a limited target share, but I think he could do as long as he's efficient with them. Um, I think he'll be fine. Tommy, did you see that thing on Twitter that, uh, DK Metcalf is listed as Seattle Seahawks number one receiver, which is a surprise because he had the surgery? Uh, yeah, I saw that he's listed as a starter. Um, you know, and I don't know if he's actually going to, I mean, he might play the, the X receiver and, and be technically that number one. So they can keep Tyler Lockett a little bit more in the slot. But I think a lot of people are surprised to see, uh, DK getting the start, um, because there was so much hate for DK going into the season, uh, after, you know, seeing some of his, uh, his high stepping, uh, get offs and, and how he doesn't cut super great. So, um, I don't know. I think he's got the talent. I think it's good to keep someone big like him that can run deep on the outside and therefore list him as the number one receiver, but allow Tyler to move back into the slot and, and uh, get some of those under routes and then, you know, maybe deep up the scene. That's a good point about, you know, 
listing number one versus you know who's actually getting the targets. So a good point. Right. So let's move to to running backs. Oh, so for this week, uh, how about uh, Joe Mixon going against Seattle or Nick Chubb going against Tennessee? I'll go uh, Nick Chubb. I think he's a better offense. Um, they're going to score. They're going to score more points. I'm not still not sure about the Bengals um, uh, offense, and then they just signed J- J- yeah. Giovanni Bernard. Yes, um, and so that means that they're probably going to use him a little bit more than people expect. So he may not even be that whole workhorse that we're thinking. Yeah. So you know we don't know with the new coaching staff what they're going to be doing. I'm going to go. I'm going to go against you and say Mixon just because if the Bengals do score a touchdown, it's 70 percent chance it's going to be Mixon. Who knows with all those mouths to feed in uh, Cincinnati if you get so it's a touchdown dependent matchup on me. Mixon and I'm going to go with Mixon. All right, last one for the, last one for the running backs. Um, let's go with uh, with James Conner uh, going against New England. Tough matchup. The line is at uh, minus six for New England. And then uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, going against Buffalo. A little bit of a better, possibly a better defense, but both really good. Um, so, you know, the the, the old Pittsburgh running back and the new Pittsburgh running back. This is an easy one for me. Le'Veon Bell all day. Uh, uh, I think he's, he's going to finish top five running back, and I think they're going to feed him early and often. And, uh, yeah. I think they're both obviously uh, starts running back one starts, but I'll go James Conner. I think he's looked really good in the preseason. He looks a little bulkier to me. He looks healthier. Uh, now he's like three years removed from the cancer treatment that he did. So um, I think Conner is in for a big year, and uh, I think I'll go Conner over Bell. Don't sleep on my boy Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do one for the for the quarterbacks. And let's go with uh, Baker Mayfield going against Tennessee or Phillip Rivers going against Indianapolis. Well, since I picked Baker as my stud, I'm just going to take him and ride it. But that matchup is nice for Phillip Rivers. I don't think he fears the pass rush for the Colts. And, uh, you know, he's just going to sit there and pick him apart. So matchup's better for Phillip, but I'll go Baker. I don't think he can lose either one. I'm, I'm probably going to go, and I'm and it sucks because I'm starting a Baker, but I'll go Phillip Rivers <laughs> has a better matchup just because I think they make it up on the Titans quick, and I don't think the Titans have the offense to come back. I still think I, I still think the Colts are going to be better than people expect with Jacoby Brissett, um, especially since he's been there already a year, same system. So, I, I you know, the defense for the uh, Chargers is pretty good, but obviously they're missing their Derwin James safety. So, I, I you know, it could be a potential shootout. You know, you never know at week one. So I would definitely go Philip Rivers. I love that unbiased opinion, Steve. That even though you're you're starting Baker Mayfield yeah, in our home league, that you'd still pick Philip in this game. I yeah. love it. Yep. All right, that's all I got for you guys this week. Good stuff this week, Tommy. Why don't we touch on our uh, little bit on the two on one listeners league this year? Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit before, but you know we're kicking off, and and last year we talked a lot about our home league, the Super Friends League. Uh, but we did start a listeners league this season. It's a twelve man PPR league, uh, just going for the season. Uh, so it'll be redraft, and and we had our our draft a couple weeks ago. Um, we have a, a recap of that draft uh, up on our website, uh, written by each team uh, team member. That you know talks a little bit about the strategy for the draft, uh, who their favorite player and who are their dud who their dud was for that draft. So it's, it's a really cool insight to kind of see what everyone was thinking, um, especially because we have such a diverse uh, group of guys. So we have six podcast teams going up against six listeners. And so our podcast teams 
Uh, of course, they're the, you know, the two and one fantasy football podcast. We have the Rum Boys Network, um, Five Yard Rush uh, from from England. Uh, our boy, our, our, our guy Frank uh, from Fancy Wire HQ, uh, who runs the Purple Rain podcast, which is all about the Ravens. Uh, the Fantasy Fam, really great up and coming podcast that we really like listening to. Uh, our friends over in Texas, and then uh, the Fantasy Rookies, uh, who who do a great podcast for for new fantasy football players um, that are just getting into it. You know, and there's always new players every single year, so I always promote the Fantasy Rookies podcast. And then on our listener side. Uh, we have Dylan Bolden, who has been playing for a long time, won the Poly Sleepers Crew uh, with Listeners League last year. Uh, we got Magic Mike, Coffee Bean, uh, JD, it's Coffee Bean 941. Uh, and then we have Stashes Stashes. Guy has great mustaches, super funny guy, great follow on Twitter. And then we mentioned him earlier, the Riffaff Commish at GMRRFFA on Twitter. And then our lastly, our, our buddy uh, Tim Lakis at Lakis83. And so we have a good, like I said, we have a good mix of people uh, in that league. It's kicking off this week with everyone else's leagues. And um, yeah, you know, we'll be opening it up at the end of the season for for the 2020 uh, f- Fantasy Football League. So if you guys, anyone out there that's listening wants to be part of our listeners league, just shoot us a DM, uh, send us an email, and we'll get you on the list. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to switch it up every single year and get a whole new group of podcasts in there with a whole new group of listeners and it's been a great time so far connecting new listeners to new podcasts and sharing information. And it's been a lot of fun. So I'm excited for this league this year and, and to see where it goes. All right, guys, that does it for today's show. Uh, I want to thank Dominic for uh, join, joining us today. I know it's hard on him. He's on the road, but we appreciate it a bunch, man. So if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of the other nine platforms. You can subscribe and download the podcast. We really appreciate every subscription and review but especially the rates and reviews as it helps others to find the podcast. And if you're listening to this on Anchor, the Anchor app, uh, please leave any comments or questions on the Anchor messages. And you can always hit up the voicemail line during the week or send us a tweet at the pod's Twitter handle at 211FFB podcast. And you can find each of us on Twitter as well. I'm at FB Savant 7075. And I'm at TMO52 underscore. And I'm at Yeast Mode 24. Thanks for listening, guys, and good luck in week one. Football is back, baby! That boy good. That boy good. That boy good.